you let it attach to you at, at certain moments. And just being real about it, um, you know, I pray, God, give us the wisdom. We want to be faithful with the finances of this house because people, um, that is the biggest sacrifice people give is their tithe and their offering for this house. And so, um, so and you might not even understand that, and you might to an extent because you give, but when it all sets on your shoulders in a way, and it's not that I don't, you know, like, oh, I'll just throw it off my shoulders. It's just that pressure you feel to be a good steward with the finances, right. with the money that people work so hard for. And so that you feel that, and you're like, man, Lord, I, I know that. And, and, you know, just I'll be 100% on it because there's at times where you see that the fluctuation of people tithing, people feel like they, they hold their tithe during Christmas and don't tithe. And if they don't tithe, well, guess what happens? Guess what happens that month? Let's just be real about it. I mean, if anybody's pastored or been inside a church, a church is still a business. And it probably made it harder knowing so, we just paid 8000 to fix those heaters. Yeah, those, those went out. So here's the thing. When we got this building, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into in certain areas. I'll just say it like this. I don't know how. It had to have been a miracle. But that pump that went out, been in there for 30 years. 30 years. That's crazy. And so, and of course, you know, get a new pump, you get warranty and all that stuff. And we're, we're, this is all leading to what we're talking about. And you're like, why are you talking about finances right now? You know, but uh, we're open and humble uh, and transparent about this stuff because this is the house of the Lord and, and we all give into it. You know what I'm saying? So this is why at times you, you look at it and you're like, man, Lord, what's going on with that? Or what's going on? You know, and all of it's coming at once. And we know that God is still faithful. We know what we, we, we know the, the, the calling and the direction God has given us to go forward you know, to invest, to invest in the students and the kids and all of that. And, and when you see that stuff getting pinched in certain areas, when we like, man, Lord, we got to get that parking lot redone because it's going to go bad. If not, and we got, you know, you start thinking of all the stuff that has to happen. And all, all of a sudden, let me grab it real quick, because this is what happens real fast. We don't realize it, but we just, it, it, it can really attach to us. Yeah. We start getting baggage. That's right. Real quick. And you feel that? You feel the stress of that at times? Listen, can I just be real with you? Just because I might be the pastor of yep. this house doesn't mean I'm not human. And That's I don't right. need Jesus as bad as anybody else needs Jesus. Please take me off the pedestal. I'm broken as bad as anybody else. That's right. Does that make sense? And so this is what happens. So when you feel the pressure of something, you, you, you take along the baggage with it. And you're like, oh, man, I wonder how that's. And you're not trying to live in fear, but you're just like, I know that there's a shift because I know what we're trying to do with build this house and, and what we're doing with this, this legacy project of really getting the house done because we've been here for six years and we're really trying to get this ready and positioned for the future of the church. And then you see things start falling apart, like, you know, the water just not working or the, both of those went out at once. I mean, that's, and some people were so, I'm cold. No, I'm hot. It's freezing right there. I'm, oh my gosh, I need my coat. I didn't even bring a coat. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I don't have the easy button. I wish I had it. And, and yes, they didn't run the trunk and they didn't distribute the heat well here. They just put it there and it blasts us. But guess what? God's faithful. We have 10 acres. We have 20,000 square feet. And we have a monster building that we can wear out with building people and building the kingdom of God. Well, what I love about it is that I wanted you guys to understand yeah. how much that 
the enemy really didn't want us here tonight. Oh, it was it would almost didn't happen. We almost had to stop youth in the middle. There was no no nothing. People were going to the bath. They were all stuck in the bathroom. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you can't even put water to put it down the toilet to try to push pressure. We didn't have no water. The heck, we're going to just get up, wipe, and walk on. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, I'm not going to go in there and, you know, like, oh my gosh. I'm, and you just. Uh, you let it happen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It, but we wanted you to know there's an importance. And so the reason you're Absolutely. here is important. You're here because for a reason. God wanted you to be here for a reason. So I know you brought that out, but, I, but I have a few things that I need to get. Because I brought a couple things, too, that are, you know, I think they might be important. Hold on one second. Mine's, mine's better. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's the truth. I got this one back here. Right here. Oh. It's, it's almost too big to come through. Hold on one second. Do you need my help? Because no. I can lend you a hand. It's going to knock stuff down. Hold on. I got this one. This is, this is so I got your, your purses? and. No, it's got your 12 pairs of shoes. <sighs> and this one. That's your shoe bag. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I got more. I, I couldn't say no to that because that's probably true. It I is. Got a, I got a problem with shoes. You do, but, but so if your feet weren't as if your feet weren't as big as oars, we wouldn't have to uh, talk, travel talk like trash. that. But I got this one too. Let me, let me get you another one. Yeah. Oh, we'll oh hold on. I got another one. Hold on one second. Like when we travel, we're prepared. Hold on. Won't you get in one and I'll drag you out here? I bet I could fit in that green one. <laughs> you could fit in that green. That thing's huge. How does that even get past like, I don't know. the gate? It's just right at measurement. No, like, I literally. Mean, that thing's huge. Hold on, we got these. That was Zion's, but he's starting to grow, and his feet are getting a little bigger, too, and so I can't fit as much in that. That's just like an overnight, you know, travel for the weekend bag. I got more. Is this all from our house? Yes, this is really sad. I, oh, I wanted to tell you that if you would like to rent a suitcase, oh, we will let you, okay? You know how weird it, what the heck is this? Hold on, I'm not done. You know what's cool about this bag? What Can, is this? Hey, hold my mic one second, hold my mic. We don't have good pastor mics. Okay, hold, hold on for a second. What the heck? <laughs> no, I know that was crazy. Um, <laughs> You have to keep that in, bud, okay? You're going to puke. <laughs> this extends or it goes down? That one's a cool bag. Uh, hold on. I just got confused by the weird noises. Um, so. Okay, so I got this one. This, this one even has, man, it even has a cool travel bag. Is that, that a you man can take purse? Yeah, it's a man bag um, right here in this one. So, you know, you put all your stuff in it. Is that it? Oh, and look, doing? it's an even matching set, right? If you're worried about that. When you go, oh, wait, I got more. Oh, my God. Do you guys understand my life at times? Like, you know what's crazy is people will, you know, like when you go on vacation, you have to get bags. But why when you get back, everybody wants to borrow your bag? Hold on, this is I a good one. I have to pay one. for my own bag. Buy your own bag. Unless you want to rent a bag. Yeah, we have a rent-a-bag service. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Okay, set this one out there. This one even wheels, so it works. What? That is definitely not my bag. Hold on. Are you still, br are you serious? Yeah, I'm for real. Now what, okay, that's a problem. <laughs> okay, this bag, this bag, this bag's good too. 
And this one has wheels too. It works. See, wait, wait hold on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or somebody's wanting to move. <laughs> okay, hold on. Somebody's ready to leave. Hold on. Okay. okay. Hold on for one second. This is now, see, this is for business. A business trip? Yeah, this is. Where like, do we go? The, West Terre Haute? <laughs> Going across the bridge here. You know, and then you got your kids' bags, you know, from when they were little. Oh, 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 yeah, oh see. my water. Yep. Yeah, see. Hallelujah. How about I use this? Okay. Yeah, there you go. There okay, you go. so, and then, hold on. So, we recently went on a trip to Florida, and, you know, we have five people, and we weren't, oh, my Lord. Yeah, we, okay, it. just, you're anointing it? You're washing it with water? No. <laughs> okay, so, um, we recently went on a trip to Florida, and we took our kids this time. Because we felt bad for not taking him last time. This is sad. No, we didn't. We didn't feel bad. Um, but we left him. For we two knew weeks. we had to rent like a compact car because ain't no way we were paying for an SUV for that many days. If you want so, to you know, stay in an extra really day sad, in a hotel, you have to rent a smaller vehicle. And see, all of these bags, we couldn't even take one of them because none of them would fit in the trunks if we had all five of us to go. Okay, right? Mm. So we bought. We had duffel bags, you know. So, and here's another one that we took. This was actually Zion's basketball bag, but we'll have that one. And, and thank God these aren't real because we'd be Those on fire. Real. Those are and, real bags. Um, no, real candles. And oh, yeah. so um, then we have this one <laughs> I see right all. here. And you know what? Some of these, what's really sad is we were like gifted these. And what was We didn't this? even buy all these. Oh, hold on one second. That, that, hold on, I'm not done. That's like a foo-foo bag. Oh, wait, yeah. So that's it. This is, a, this is the last bag. You guys should be proud. This is the last one. Yeah. And then. And then. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm going to set this one over here. Right? Right? You like that's that bag? That's for sale. <laughs> you can buy any of these bags. We're having an auction for the bags. Uh, the bag to, lady. Yeah, yeah. Look how much water. I want there. that one, Sally says. This is amazing. Um, that bag. Is gonna need help. It's soaked. Yeah, but it, it's clean now. So, yeah. So listen, I, I have a question though. How many of you have luggage at home? How many of you have luggage at home? Right. Who does not have luggage at home? See me after church. For real. We're taking up an offering. <laughs> an offering. <laughs> but I think about it, and the reason we have bags is for what? For traveling, because we want to go somewhere. Maybe. And it's not West Terre Haute. We want to go, like, <laughs> Florida. We want to go to the mountains. We want to go, you know, places to get away for a little bit, whether it's a... I mean, we got bags for all your needs. We have the weekender. <laughs> we have the business travel. Carry on. We have uh, stay for, like, 10 days. Um, we have all the, all the bags. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need sports, sports travel bags, you know what I'm saying? Like, these have everything you need to go travel. And we carry our bags for traveling, correct? Yeah. But most of the time, where do these bags stay? They stay in the garage, right? Or wherever you store them, whether they're in a shed, they're in a garage, they're in a closet. Yes, we do store all of these in our garage, but they all, like, fit inside of each other, like, stinking those, uh, what were they, the, the German, like, little dolls that come apart, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, they unstack. But Thanks. what's crazy about it is most of the time, the bags that we have stay in storage, and we just keep them. I mean, did any of you think to bring your suitcase tonight? 
You, you didn't want to stay it? You didn't get the memo? You didn't get the memo? We got memo? the water fixed. You can take a shower here. Yeah, it's an all-nighter now. <laughs> I'm lying. The doors are locked. God forgive me. It's but in. Yeah, they're, we're done at midnight. But I'm just saying, <laughs> after that, you know, you guys didn't bring your bag because you planned on going home. Correct? Yeah. You didn't plan on staying the night. You didn't plan on that. And I'm pretty sure that none of you are like, hey, I'm going to take my suitcase to the grocery store and I'm going to fill it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's not like you guys just walk around all the time like this with your bag. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. My name's Jen. Oh, what's this? This is just my bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you know what I'm saying? What's it for? Oh, I might need it. I have something in it that I might need. You know what I'm saying? I, I might need that. I, I don't, guess what? There's nothing in it right now, but I might need it. A lot of so I'm going to put stuff in it. And I began to think about it. And I began to think that, how silly would we look if all of us literally carried our luggage, our baggage, everywhere we go? How silly would it be that we litter and full of stuff? Like, like I need my clothes to go over to the grocery store because what if I break down and I have to stay a week in my car? I don't think so. I mean, that's really not realistic, right? I, don't, I mean, I could call a tow truck or my husband or somebody come get me and we can figure it out. You know, I can still go home. But the fact of it is, is how crazy would we look carrying our bags? How silly would it be to carry baggage all the time? But you know what is crazy about all of it? Is we do look silly because most of us carry excess baggage all the time. And it's called emotional baggage. We carry it with us everywhere we go. And guess what? Those bags that we carry come in all shapes and sizes. And it's crazy that we have built up and can carry that so much. And what's, what's funny is, you know, thank God that we don't have somebody around us anymore telling us, you know, literally, physically saying, uh, you know, you have to carry that. What if there was a law saying you had to carry your bags with you? Like you had, it was a law. You had to pack a suitcase and keep it with you at all time and carry it with you. That would be absurd. Yet we feel okay to carry our emotional baggage with us everywhere we go. We think it's okay to drag it around. It's not a big deal because it's a part of us. And in that bag might be something that you need, right? You might need that. I'm, you know, it might be something that, you know, you've dealt with before. and You might need to pull that back out so you can let that person remind them that they hurt you during, at this date and this date, you know, 10 years ago. And even though they've asked for forgiveness, you're going to hold it over their head because you can't let it go. It's not even necessary. Like, when we go on trips, and it's far in between, we, we had to pack uh, pretty tight because, like we said, we had like a clown car, basically, with a lot of people and extra luggage. But the trip before, we packed like we was leaving forever. And I don't know, do you have that picture? Show that picture. I know this is kind of hard to see. Um, so we, we rented a convertible because it was the first time in, what, 17 years? That's just so dumb. We shouldn't do that. Um, but we hadn't got to get away, just us. You know, you start having kids and your getaways with your children and, you know, and you call it getaway. And we finally just got away. Well, what you see in the back seat is a suitcase that's standing straight up. You can notice that her seat is tilted up because it won't go back anymore. And then the other seat, that is my seat, 
It's barely back, but the luggage is sideways, which means there's another luggage underneath it, behind it. Not including, hush your mouth, not including the trunk full of four or five other luggages. Now get this. We're traveling, and no matter how we go or what goes on, if it rains a day, the only way we're able to get in and out of that luggage to get it out, we have to take the top down. Whether we were acting cool and, and having fun with the top down, we couldn't put the top up. You know, like, we had to have the top down because we couldn't fit our luggage in this vehicle. We actually did drive through a rainstorm. It was pouring we for like 10 laughing. minutes, and people were looking at us. We laughed. We're like, they're all, like, driving slow, and I'm like, Whoop! put it in this one gear, and it drops the car, and it just, and it's the Lord, yeah, like that. And so, but what's funny is, as we went on this trip and gone, there was so much clothes that we did not wear and stuff, and like I said, I think I wore three outfits. I mean, I wore, I, I think I wore my swimming trunks. I, I brought a couple pairs, but I, I wore them the, almost the whole time. I was I think I drove half naked and walked around half naked most of the time just because I just wore my swimming trunks and warm when I drove. I wore my flip-flop. I didn't even wear. And all the stuff that I thought was important that I thought I needed, like, just in case and just in case. I'm like, what am I doing? What the heck were we doing? We just went around, like, South Florida and, and stayed at different places. And we didn't need anything, really. We should have packed light. But we put more stress on us by trying to haul that stuff Because around. we had excess baggage. Excess no is reason. just stuff you don't need. No it's reason. things that don't matter. It's not essential. Well, we might It's not necessary. It's not, it's not worth it. No. You just do it because of the what ifs in life and the, you know, well, maybe, or this right. is, and what if, you know, this happens. And it's the same thing with our emotional baggage. And our, a lot of emotional baggage that we carry comes through life experiences, things yeah. that happen. And some of those are most often from emotions that, we don't process. We don't allow ourselves to process or we just kind of push behind because we don't want to deal with it at the moment of things that happen. And so we just put them in our bag for safekeeping because, you know, uh, they made me feel this way. Or this happened and I didn't know how to deal with it at the moment because maybe I just didn't understand. So I kept it there and I didn't really feel like I had anybody to talk to either to really share with. So I'm, I'm going to pack that in there too. And a lot of emotional baggage and things that we carry, they really put a lot of weight on us. You know, when these bags are full, they can get really heavy, especially big bags, you know? And what's funny is we don't just get emotional baggage from when we're adults. Do you realize we start collecting emotional baggage when we're kids? Our bags start small, yeah. like this. Because things can happen even when we're kids that can cause emotional baggage. Kids are mean. They're real mean. Hey, I told, I told my kids that once, too. I said, I don't know why you all think that parents don't have feelings. I said, because that was really mean. I got, I got bullied online trying to play Fortnite with my son, and I didn't have no right skin. They said, oh, you're a default. You're a loser. And I'm like, what's your, I'm going to shoot you. You know? I can't even say that because that's going to go wrong. Somebody could edit that and make it real weird. Um, Tyree can edit that later. Thank you, Tyree. Um, but I got bullied. And like, look at this default. He's not, he's, he ain't nothing. So now, like, sometimes when I play with my son, I'm like, I'm just default. I don't, I'm going to bust caps with default. Like, you get bullied. And then when a kid, when they're little, you, you, they just got their little bag. Oh, you're ugly. No, oh, you're fat. 
Oh, look at you. You're bony. You're so skinny. Oh, you're, you're this. You're that. Yeah. And, 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 and we hear these things. And, and what happens is, is kids go home crying and upset because they got bullied. And the next thing you know, they got a bag on them. Yep. And this is what's been attached to them. Yeah. And then they have a complex growing up thinking that, you know, maybe I am too fat or maybe I'm an anorexic or maybe, mm-hmm. well, if, if I just throw up some more, I could try to lose that weight or, or, or whatever. Or you're dumb. Or I can never make any friends. No. And then your bags, you, they attach to us. And, and we don't even realize it, that kids are doing this and yeah. sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's the biggest lie on the planet true. for kids. Words hurt. They hurt deep. And what happens is, is, is children start putting on the bags. And I, and I want to tell you adults yeah. that you still might have your child bag attached to you. Well, let me tell when you. when you was little. And just because the bag looks all shiny and sparkly on the outside doesn't mean what's inside of it is right. Doesn't mean what it's carrying is good. But isn't that the same in, in a small sense, even with the bag that you see? I... I I rarely on social media, and I don't want to get into this too deep, but I rarely on social media see anybody taking pictures that are just natural. Yeah. They're so filtered, you can't tell who's really real. And, and, and but that, that's what we do. We, we, like I said, we, we, we show our best and hide the rest. And we don't, I think at times, and just being real, like even from childhood things, that you probably don't even realize that you even got a bag yeah. from your childhood. You might have like, oh, that happened, but it's so attached to you now, you wouldn't know what to do if it wasn't with you. You've learned to adapt to that bag. Well, the reason you don't know you have a bag is because you've taken your childhood bag and you've upgraded to a bigger bag and you've just stuffed your childhood things down in them. So they're weighted underneath everything else that's been put on top of them throughout your adulthood. So then you go to junior high and and things don't work out. And then what happens? Well, you know how junior high kids are. I mean, they're just vicious and to the point of saying stuff. And then it gets deeper and deeper, and you find yourself with more bags. Yeah. And, you're, and now you're, you're holding on to something that, that, okay, this happened, and little Johnny said this, or whatever the case is, and I'm holding on to this, and they're saying it even deeper, or something else happens, or I, I get, I, I, I don't get, like, there's, there's neglect that happens at school. And, and let's just be real, at times, there's, there's, there's times that, um, I had this one teacher, and he's like, listen, teachers are either going to, you know, do the job because they love it, or they just like the time off. And sometimes, unfortunately, there's both sides of that, that people get pushed to the side, but also on top of that with kids, and it, it's just challenging. Imagine that with just trying to deal with a student, and even today, right now, with, with students that are trying to deal with life, and they have to, they, they pick up, these bags start yeah. adding up, and you don't even realize it when, when you're dealing with, like, peer pressure and trying to think you're a certain way or why don't you date is there something wrong with you or you know and you start filling these bags but but then when here we go again there's another bag yeah and, and this one wasn't really this one wasn't because somebody did something to me it was more about death yeah I lost somebody at a young age and because of that I, I don't understand it but it's been a bag a part of my life that I've, I've, I've held on to into my adulthood not saying that, you know, those are, those are traumatic things, but because you're still holding on to it, it's still going to be a part of your life. Well, what about simple things, too? Because these are, some of these are very detrimental things. It is hard to understand sometimes and process, even at a young age, even as adults, Absolutely. death and the loss of somebody Absolutely. can emotionally cause trauma to the point that we can put away things that 
you don't remember at times and, and they don't come up. And I think about other things as well. Like what about just moving a ton when you're a kid? Like you had to move so many times that you had to change schools constantly. You couldn't make friends or like, what about, what about bad habits that we may pick up from our, our, the people that were around as parents, even parents or uh, uncles and aunts and things like that, that are like, Things like perfectionism or constantly being yelled at so you become the yeller at home or laziness or negative personality traits like insecurity and different things like that. Or, you know, you may have a parent who really deals with anxiety and so now you, that's all you know, so you deal with anxiety. Do you see what I'm saying? These are things that we just... You're anxious and then your children, here we go again, got another bag because then now our children are being anxious and, and because that's what we dealt with and that's how I had to deal with it and... We don't even realize the baggage that we, we hold on to. It's the truth. Well, and then what happens is, like, see, as we become adults. You getting in that? <laughs> Not right now. So, as adults. For this trick. <laughs> as adults, what happens is we take our bags and, like, what's one of the bigger ones that fits inside here? I think Probably it might be. this one, definitely. That one. So, like, what we do is, you know. We know that we had things, maybe some of us even struggled to learn when we were younger. You know what I'm saying? We don't, everybody doesn't learn the same way. And so maybe we had a problem, you know, with uh, learning. And so we got made fun of, or we've gone through a divorce or our families went through a divorce or we've had breakups and broken friendships and broken relationships, or we've lost a job or we've had financial insecurity, or we've gone through abuse physically and mentally, emotionally. Or we've had, you know, discrimination or racism happen in our lives or abandonment and rejection. What about chronic sickness? What about that? And you hold on to it. And you hold every bit of it. And what happens is all these bags. So you put a bag in here and then you're like, well, that doesn't hold all my stuff and how I feel. So I need a bigger bag so that I can put everything in it. And this happened to me. You know, these things happened to me when I was a kid. So I'm going to put this in here. And then I'm going to put this one in here, you know, so that I can just make sure that we're, you know, all good. And I'm going to make it fit because I can carry it all. I can do it. Yeah. I can carry the weight of it. I can handle it. And nobody's going to tell me that I can't because the reason nobody's going to tell me is that's what happened when I was a kid. And I've done shoved that down in there. And I'm going to show them that they can't do that to me anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to keep putting it in my bag. And what it's what's crazy is we pick up negative emotions along the way. Well, here's what's crazy. Look. Oh, no, bad. you can fit more in there. I know, but for now, I feel better about myself because I only have one bag. <laughs> but when you open it, there's a lot more inside, and we think that we've we've conquered it by putting it all together and stuffing it in one big bag and thinking, well, I just got one. I mean, now, I mean, it was so much, it was weighing me down. I can kind of drag this one around a little more. I I actually probably have more room at the top. I can stuff another bag Hey, this one even has an extension that opens up wider. Yeah, I mean, look, we can just put all those in there. You know, anything can go down in there. Here, I can stuff that in there, that bag. Wait, we have one more right here. Hold on. Depression can get in this bag. This one's a good one. Hold on, hold on. Wait, we have one more. Wait, is there another zipper? Yeah, there is right here. It's like the bag of never-ending zippers right here. Oh, that opens it. That's, oh, that's the extension. That's a zipper for zippers. This is just a small one. Let's put it in here. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. You know, because I'm unbreakable. This bag ain't going to break. I'm unbreakable. I can carry it all, maybe. Hold on. 
you know, if we, if we make it work, we can shove it all in there and we can shove it down to the bottom and it's no big deal because nobody can see my, my baggage that I have. They just see the one bag that I carry. Doesn't it look nice? I got a big bag. And what's crazy is that these emotional baggage, this emotional baggage, the things that we are carrying around now is resentment. It causes us to make poor decisions. It's self-sabotage, overreaction, increased stress, anxiety, depression, fatigue, sickness, all because we want to carry a bag. Because, you know, we can't go without this bag. I mean, and, and here's, here's the problem we have. I mean, we go up to the t- ticket counter and, Jesus. <laughs> we lay it down and we're praying that it's right under 50 pounds. Dear Heavenly Father. Let this be under 50. And when we lay it down and it's 51 or 50 point something, because they're going to charge you another $40, been there. That's fine. Oh, now it's 50 to 75. Oh, cool. Yeah. Going up. Uh, yeah. So here's what we do. We have to lay it down. And they're gracious if there's not a lot of people in there. They're like, if you take your stuff out of this bag and maybe put it in this bag, you can even out the weight. And here's what, we, what happens in our spiritual life, that we think that we're, we play the Holy Spirit and we try to grab somebody else's and we're like, I'll help you with your problem. Yep. And you take on their luggage and then it weighs you down and you become what you've tried to help. Because we have to take it to the Lord. It only belongs to Him and nobody else. Yes, we pray about things, and we, and we intercede, and we're, we're, we're worried, and we, and we really are meaningful about all those things. But when it's all said and done, I can't take your pain. I can't take your depression. I can't take the lack of having family or whatever. I got my own mess, but we can take it to the Lord together. I can show you how I take mine to the Lord. You can take yours too. It's the truth. But too many times we open it, and we try to stuff into other people, and other people try to like, well, let me just take that. I got that for you. I got that. And they might have it for a minute, but watch what happens. They end up being the same way you were. Well, let me ask you a question. How many times have you found yourself talking about somebody else's issue, and you've either been critical or dealing with it, and you find yourself talking to maybe your friend, your spouse, your mom, your whatever, and you're talking about somebody else's situation that has nothing to do that affects you, It doesn't change where you are. It doesn't affect what you're doing right here. It doesn't even really have anything to do with you. And you find yourself talking about it so much like you can fix it. You know, if they would only And you know what I call that? If they would just do this, it would be better for them. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself feeling, like, frustrated. Like, then you're mad. Like, man, I wish they would just get their crap together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and you're saying all these things. And you know what I call that? She wears me out. that, That is called the savior complex. Because you feel like you have the right yeah. to heal and fix somebody else's problem that's not yours. If they would just listen to me. I have the answer. And then what happens is you let it bother you. And now you got emotional baggage from somebody else's problem. And then your spouse or anybody you're dating is looking at you and like, what's wrong with you today? What happened? Why are you at me? I didn't even do anything. And you come to find out that somebody's trying to fix somebody else that they can't fix. Well, so-and-so was upset at their husband because he ticked them off. And so I'm going to treat you like that because I'm mad. Because how dare he treat her like that? What? (laughs) No. And, And all the while, we think that we're doing the right thing by talking about it because we have a therapist license and, you know, can just get it all together. And, you know, we have all the right answers. 
I do have the right answer. His name is Jesus Christ, but I can tell you I can't do his job. True that. I have the right answer, but I can't do his job. That's his job. And then it's up to you to choose whether or not to let him. Well, love, we don't have to. I'm excited for 23. And we don't have to take 22 and the past to the next step that's going to happen in a few hours. We don't have to carry it to the next year. And how many years has it been? Have, have, have we been carrying certain things? And I don't care if it's a little tiny pocket zipper pouch. If it's a coin purse. It does not coin purse. Okay, whatever. If it doesn't, whatever. But you don't if, have a purse to put a coin purse yeah, in. I don't have so a sh- coin purse. Um, you, you say that, but then when we go to get water, there's a dollar and we have to use have quarters. You want, the, you want money from the coin purse. This wallet needs something. But. Yeah. But I don't care if it's as small as that. Why do we keep hiding and stuffing the stuff that has really got us? Yeah. It, it gets the best of us. And, and when we're holding on to this, and we're like, love. No. You just got a visual of, didn't I just tell you a convertible and kind of how many bags we had? So think about how we got through the airport like that. <laughs> All those bags, trying to stra- strap them onto each other and drag them. We, weren't, we didn't have the smarts to just buy a cart and just pull it. We just drug it and then hurry up and, yeah. I wasn't wasting my money on And then cart. we walked forever to the get the car. We did. Amazing. My legs were burning by the time we got there. But, but here, here's what I want to say. In this, the problem we're having is that we have this baggage and we don't see it because this looks so silly if this is physical. But honestly, how silly would it be, really, if your actual spiritual baggage just appeared physically right now in this room? Think about this in your relationship the baggage that we hold on to, and then whether with your spouse or whatever, you, you, you learn to like deal with it. But inside, sometimes we know, like, if you would just let that go, it would be a lot easier. And you can't make them let that go. But come here, love. Girl, come here. Just give me a hug. I love you. But isn't this funny? Like, I can't even, I can't even, like, I, I, I can't even be affectionate or even intimate because I have so much baggage. I mean, think about this stuff. I mean, we, we, we hold on to it, and then something else happens. The coach is mad because I didn't do it right, or dad's mad, or, or, or this happened, or something happened at work, and, and here I go. Here I go. And I got more baggage, and it is not lining up, and oh, I'm never going to make it, or oh, everything's falling apart. Remember when we lost the house, and we lost the vehicle, and we couldn't pay our bills, and everything's months behind? I'm telling you, my life. This happened to us. We got our truck repoed a long time ago, and it had car seats in it, and I had to run out there and stop the man as he was leaving. I had nothing. So just give me the car seat so I can at least figure something out. And he's like, okay. And, and you got the baggage, and then you drag your baggage in, into the next part of your relationship. And you know what's sad, too, is that in your baggage, this is heavy, it hurts my wrist, in your baggage, it, it affects you. And here's what the saddest part that happens 
in, in our life that with our children. We don't mean to. But because the stuff we say to them, we end up giving them the baggage too. We end up saying stuff, and, and our baggage starts to give them the baggage. Now, now, now we're not collecting. Now we're giving our baggage to the most personal, the most people we love, in the, in the intimacy of our home. They're taking on our baggage because we're releasing it to them because we might have got baggage from our parents or from our situation when we were kids, and now my kid has the same baggage well, he does. He has mine. And here we go, trying to figure this out. And our child has the baggage. And then we got, okay, well, this one's the big boy right here. Only got one bag. But this one bag, has bags and bags. this one's bad. This one's real bad. But here's, and I, I just, I'm not going to be long on this, but the point of this whole thing is I don't want to go to 23 with any baggage. And our choices tonight will determine when that clock hits midnight, if I'm going to take a bag with me at midnight. Now, this, this is ridiculous because how do you build friendships in anything, and we all like, yeah, everything's good. Hey, life, you know, doing good. Everything's great. Having a good time. You know, you talk about life. Yeah, work's good. Yeah, everything's great. Just been, uh, man, just been tired. Everything's, everything's going on. Just kind of, kind of exhausted. Uh, and 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 the whole reality is, as we're doing work and as we're doing life, to every situation, we're dragging it with us to the next step. And the next step. Hi, girls. How you doing? But I think, babe, what we need to remember is this. And I, I was looking back at Scripture because there's three quick questions that I wanted to ask. And there are answers to them. I can't make you put those down, but you can put them down if you want to. You can let yourself put them down if you'd like to. I'm not going to hold your bags. I'm going to do what I need to do. So. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, so... The questions I have to ask you are, where are you carrying your bag and what's your final destination? Mm. Who told you you had to carry it? And is it any of it necessary to get you where you're going? Where are you headed? Yeah. Where are you going? Because in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 4, it says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have not told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. And where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I'm going. Yeah. And then it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, it says it this way. If I can get my little... No, it says it this way. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, every weight and sin. Did you realize he said weight and sin? Because not all the weights we carry are sin. They're just things that we carry. They're excess baggage. Yeah. 
Yeah. All the way and sin, which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance. How could you run? I mean, we did try to run with those bags in the airport, <laughs> and you look silly, and you're exhausted. How can you really run a race with all that baggage? Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, mm. despising the shame, and is, seating, is, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And I want to ask you three quick questions. Where are you going? Yeah. Where are you going? What's your final destination? Because if our final destination is to be with the Father in eternity, why do we pack as many things of the world to weigh us down to take with us? Why? If, you're, if your final destination, the reason we're here on this world is to bring others to eternity with Jesus Christ and to advance the kingdom of God, why are you so weighted down carrying the world that has nothing to do with where you're going? You build your life off the, off the what-ifs, and our what-ifs were, well, what if we go somewhere nice to eat, and what if we go do this, and what if we go do that, and, you know, I might need that, and I might need, no. I didn't need any of that. It's not necessary. And let me ask you a question. Who told you you had to carry it all? Hmm. Are the people that hurt you in your lives and the things that happen still calling you and making sure? Are you still carrying what I did to you 20 years ago? I just mm. wanted to make sure that you're still holding it. Make sure you have that bag. I wanted to make sure you didn't forgive me, even if I asked for forgiveness, because I just wanted to make sure you were still carrying it and going to hold it over my head so I could carry it too. Still got that bag. Who told you you had to carry it? Who said, hey, I want to let you know it is law that you carry your bags of emotional baggage throughout the world the rest of your life so everybody can know that you are disgruntled, that you are upset and frustrated, and then what you can do is every once in a while let a piece of your baggage out on Facebook and Twitter and all mm. that kind of stuff so everybody can see what you got and then put it back away. Yeah. We carry it, but who told you you had to carry it? Who is they? Yeah. Who are they? I don't have anybody calling me saying, hey, don't forget your bag today. Oh, wait. I remember who it is. It's the person in the mirror that's saying, don't forget your bag today. Don't forget your bag today. So actually, they is me. There's no they. I don't have schizophrenia that I know it. Nope. I don't have multiple personalities of somebody coming along and they're telling me what. No, me. I'm looking at myself and saying, you might need that. You, you, you don't know how to live without it because that's all you've known. And if you let it go, you know, everybody's going to see who you really are. So yeah, you, you might, might need that bag. Yeah. You might need to put that mask back on that's inside that bag. You might, might need it. And what's crazy is the scriptures in it say, let not your hearts be troubled in John. And then it says, let us throw off everything in Hebrews. Do you realize the word to let means to permit or give yourself permission? To give permission. And the only person permitting you or allowing you to carry the bags are you. Yeah. No one's making you hold it. No one's telling you you have to. And what's crazy is I heard someone say the other day, actually it was in one of my workouts, and it just said, you need to learn to let yourself be light. And I was like, I stopped my workout. I couldn't even get done. I walked into the room and I was crying and I was like, oh my Lord, 
I get it. God's trying to tell us just to let yourself be light, that you have to relieve the, release the excess baggage, and you just got to let it go. And nobody told me I had to carry it. I have to let myself be light. I have to choose to let it go. I can give myself permission to let it go. Yeah. I, I'm standing in this cage because you know what's crazy? is your baggage is your bondage. Mm. This is what's holding you. And all of a sudden, that you look like this. You're covered by all your bags. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just in, and, and your baggage is who you are, and it's your bondage. And every once in a while, the real you peaks above the baggage because you're trying to really get out, and you want to get out. And then you go back down into your baggage because this is what everybody needs to see because this is who I am. I'm not me without my bags. And then what happens is you, you come back out a little bit, a little bit, and God begins to touch your heart. And you're like, oh, that feels so good, God. I, I know that I can be free. I can be free. And you, and you kind of get stood up, and then you're just like, but I can't let go. But I can't let go. I can't let go, God, because I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to let go. You know, that's the hardest question as a pastor to be asked, how do you let go? You just have to give it to God. And one day at a time, let go. I, I can't give you the answer because your way to let go may not be my way to let go. Well, I, I think what, I think at times the baggage that we have, I think people mean well with some. Maybe when you were little, this didn't happen in your life. And you, you, you had this lack. Somebody might be present, somebody not present, somebody didn't, didn't um, invest in you. And so then you, you feel that pain, and so then you try to be that for your children and other kids or, or, or other people around you. But it becomes so overbearing to you that you do it so much that you don't even, you're, you're so over the top with it. Well, I didn't get to, I, I want to be the best, I want to be the best uncle I could always be. I, I want to be the best grandpa I could possibly be. I want to be the best. And then you're just over the top and it's so overbearing and it's like, let that bag go. Because you, just you, you yourself is all we want. That's right. Because you're still living out of your excess baggage and not your freedom from yeah. Christ. When you do things like that as well, it's still carrying your emotional bags. And what I, I believe God was telling me is he said, it's not always about your circumstances that need to change. It's not always asking God to change your circumstances, yeah. but what I carry into them that does. Because what I carry in my baggage determines how I respond to the things that are happening around me. Whether it's a water pipe or a bill that can't be paid or something else. Do you see what I'm saying? All the, there will always be circumstances in your life. And what you carry into those circumstances determine how you respond to them. And God wants us to change it. I love it that it said, let yourself be light. Because when I choose to quit wearing my pains as a souvenir and I open my heart to truly receive the gift of God, that's when change takes place. See, what happens is we go from life circumstances as if they are special destinations and we grab a souvenir from every single circumstance that happens and we pack it away in our bag. And the problem with it is, is God said you aren't meant to carry souvenirs because that's not what your crown's made of. That's not what things happen. If you let go of your souvenirs, your pains that you're holding on because they're like accomplishments to you and you'd let them go maybe you'd feel free yeah. so why do we continue to keep ourselves bound by what we've already been freed from yeah. 
Because Jesus Christ, he died on the cross. What I love that it said in Hebrews, right here, it said, let us lay aside every weight and sin. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him gave his life so that you could be free. It's about the freedom. God wants us to be free. I, I love it because you will never truly enjoy his peace until you give yourself permission to release. You'll never enjoy his peace till you give yourself permission to release. Matthew eleven thirty in the message says, keep company with me and you'll li- learn to live freely and lightly. And my last question to you is, is what you're carrying necessary and essential to get you where you're going? Is it necessary? Is what you're carrying, is it necessary? Is it essential? Go back. Pastor Brandon, when he started Travel Light, he talked about Mary and Martha. And I want to read to you Luke 10, 41 through 42 real quick in the message. It says, the master said this, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself too worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course, and it won't be taken from her. The word essential means absolutely necessary, that you cannot go without it. And I wanted to ask you today, what emotional baggage are you carrying that you absolutely cannot go without? Really? You need it that bad? You can't go without it? It's necessary to you? All that weight is, ne- man, I'm telling you what, we should be some buff, in shape people. We carry so much weight around, like we are bodybuilders. But we're not building the body of Christ. Yeah. We're just building a body full of frustration, anger, resentment, loneliness, anxiety, fear, pride. Because pride comes from emotional baggage because you got this. I got it. I don't need to get rid of it. And I think the biggest thing that we wanted to tell you is quit wasting your time on carrying unnecessary things. Quit wasting your time on the excess that is not needed. If you have excess, I'm telling you what, the only excess that you need in your life is excess time with God, excess time reading his word, excess time in prayer, excess time worshiping, excess time knowing him. And I'm not talking that you have to quit for an hour long and stop and pray. I'm talking about excess time just communicating with him in your car when you're on your break. Can you talk to him even in your thoughts? Excess time. Can you fill your worries with him? He displaces it all. And you cannot, I'm telling you this right now, you cannot go in to 2023 expecting for change when you carry the same baggage into the next year. You want to know why most people's resolutions don't fail? It's because they're still carrying all the junk, from, or that they do fail, is because they're carrying all the junk from the last year and the same thing, and they're all trying to change. But when you carry the same stuff, you're not going to get changed because what you carry is how you respond. It's, it, 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 it becomes so bad because, like I said, you, can't, you, you have to give your burdens and, and, your, and your baggage to the Lord. 
Now you go try to give it to somebody else that has it. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to sit down and look through each other's bag. Oh, you have this. Oh, I have that. Oh, we both have that. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? And we start digging through bags. And, and then guess what we're doing? We're, we're not, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And if we're not sharpening each other, then all we're doing is sitting there being depleted. And, and we're not getting any help. And then we're sitting and, and staying stuck with, with all this bag. Guys, I'm telling you, you can't live a life. And, and, and definitely to another season, a new year, and think that, you know what? This is it. And you're taking your baggage. It's only going to be harder. Carrying this stuff, that's not fun at all. Who wants to do that? Who wants to just walk around and be like, yeah, this is my day. This is great. I'm going to worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. And he's just like, just lay it down. It's as simple as sitting it down. Yeah, we got bags everywhere up here. But the reality is, how do you build? How do I build? How do I build? A f oh, then. There's like eight bags in that one. How do I build anything with this? This is my luggage that I take with me when, I, when I'm going on, on, on my daily routine. You, you, it is way too much. There's no way. Girls, here, scoot over. You go that way. No, you go that way. I want to sit with you. Sit. No, you stay right there. Don't go too far. No, just sit there. Just be quiet. Let me see. How you been, girl? Doing good? How's things going? claustrophobic that's cool but you wonder why people don't see God but is because they're more thinking get your baggage up who, out of my face who are they going to see I mean if you ain't seeing God all you're seeing is my bags and a mess you're making a mess but look I can't help it there's oh my gosh but 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 here here's here's the reality our baggage when we don't mean to makes a mess when we're trying to build a relationship and, you know, sit and talk to somebody and there's so much baggage and God's like, listen, if you can just, if you can just put your bags down, notice how I just, I, I kept a bag and this one's hard to get. This one's the worst bag. This is the one that's got you deep. This is the one that feels good. It's actually comfortable. And, and we find ourselves trying to, we're still, we're, we're still going to be limited. And unfortunately, there's times where we feel like, well, I'll set it down, and then I'll put it back on. Remember that story in the Bible where the, the big warrior took his armor off, but the only, people, the only couple people knew that he had leprosy, but he kept on putting it back on in front of everybody? And if we could just put the bag down and realize that I'm going to have more opportunity. I'm going to have more freedom. Now, listen, I'm not saying this is easy because up to this point, you have adapted your entire life around the baggage you have. Up to this point, you have shaped your life and your children and some people around you around what you have created with those bags. But I'm here to tell you, the moment you lay those down and get rid of them, Christ comes and replaces that baggage with his love, his hope, his grace, his goodness, all the stuff that you need to be replaced that feels empty. I feel empty. I feel, I, this is just what, it, I've known people that are real hard, 
hard as a rock. Oh, nothing. But then you start noticing when they start laying it down, the emotional side of them. Like, I've never felt that before. I remember when we first opened the church, had people come to church, and people, if you didn't get, there's people like to hug people. And so people are hugging, and, and I don't hug. Ugh. And, but what we found is, like, he, the guy kept coming back. He's like, I'm just here for hugs. Like, doesn't matter what I say or what was being preached. He's like, I just found it. I could not wait to get here because I wanted to get a hug because I felt like I, I was a part of something and I felt loved and I felt and stuff he never felt because he finally put it down and it opened him up. Let me read this to you real quick and we're going to get out of here. So I'm hungry, real hungry. Real, real quick thought to that, that John 14 uh, he says, don't let your heart be troubled, and I'll prepare a place. Isn't that crazy that he prepares a place? And if he prepares in, his fa- in the Father's house. So if there's, if there's room in the Father's house, do I, Mother, wherever you are, she's probably preparing, or my dad's in the back. They're both back there. He's serving, and she's serving. Okay, awesome. I love my parents. Um, but when I go to visit my mom, I don't go take all my luggage. It, if the Father's house is prepared, guess what? There's room. You know, son, uh, if you could bring your couch and your favorite chair and uh, bring that 70-inch TV you got, we're going to have a good time tonight. No, because in my father's house, he has a couch that has enough room for me on it. He has food in the fridge that I can walk in and just grab a a glass and sit down and drink something and and watch tea. You see what I'm saying? When you have, when you realize that you're a part of the father's house, all you need to do is just show up. Put your luggage down. Get rid of the luggage and be done. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, one of my favorite all-time scriptures. Are you tired? I'll mess with some of you up. We had church at 7. My gosh, I'll be halfway asleep. Are you worn out? Do you have dry eyes? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Amen. Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Can anybody say amen to that? Who needs a real rest for real? Yes, I know. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live Freely and lightly. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. So keep in company with with the Father. This is what he says. So when you want to live lightly, you have to just be in company. And that's what he does. He he stops us and says, son, put that down. Because for what I need you to do, you can't be dragging your baggage around. I'm, I'm trying to help you. And you can't Feel a certain way, like, man, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, start now. Yes, start right now. His grace is so good. His power is so amazing that your 2023, it will almost, if, if you carry so much baggage, I'm telling you right now, it will rebirth you. You won't even know what to do because you're so light and you're so free from something that the, you don't have to worry about no, what people think. but the think. key thing, and I, I want you to, the only way you can do it is to let yourself And if you look at what the scripture says several times, we said tonight, even in the scripture, let not, let not, let not. 
If you, if you let, if you don't give permission to those things to trouble you, if you don't give permission to those things to weigh you down, if you don't permit them to have room in your life, you choose to let yourself be light. But. You have to let yourself go and let the bags go. Yeah. Nobody is telling you to carry them, but you, that's it. How many in this room could honestly say, there's probably some bags I got in my life. Anybody brave enough besides myself, because I don't care what you think of me, say, I, I probably got something I could let go of, honestly. That would make, make me live a lot better. There's probably something I can let go of that would make my relationship with my wife a lot better. You know, stuff we hold on to that is so ignorant at times. But we can, we can do that. And I'm telling you, if we all were in agreement tonight, because, listen, I don't care. I don't care if somebody's trying to pray it out of you or whatever. Just let, you need to let it, you, you, you do need to let it go. But that's on you. Nobody can make you let that go. No, because how many times have we seen this? It's good. God healed me. It's good. I'm good. That was a good service. I'm going to load this back up in my car and just take it home. You should. Just leave it there because I don't need to carry it. Okay, I'll keep it back here. This is the heaviest one anyway. So. It is very heavy. But, but we, we do this. We're like, whoa, that was awesome. If, if that's the case, leave it there. Don't drag it. Don't put a trick string on it like you fake God out. Oh, psych. You know, you, just let it be and then watch what he does. And here's the other side of this. And from that point, guess what you do? Just keep coming back. Keep surrounding yourself with people that are going to encourage you and help you through that. Because your journey is going to be, like, when those happen, you, you, you let it go. But the enemy wants to try to reattach those things. So you have to find hope in the word of God. But also surround yourself with people that are going to help encourage you and keep you accountable. Come on, you can do this. No, don't let that, don't let that shake you anymore. No, leave it at the altar. That's fine. But you have to choose to do it. You have to. Stand with me. We're going to pray. And we're going to go eat and have a good time and enjoy each other's company. I'm going to read one scripture to you as we get ready to end this. I'll tell you this. We serve a good God. 2022. Does it seem like, just asking this question to you guys as we end this whole thing. I was thinking about 22 and I was thinking about 21 and it almost is like every since that whole 2020 thing happened is like the last couple years has been like a weird blur and you just feel like a ugh. But here's what I want to say to this. God's trying to get everybody up out of a funk. This year coming up in a couple hours, this is your time. This truly, not because oh, I've heard that, but no, no, this is your year. This is your year to follow through with the things you've wanted to do. This is your year to let the baggage go. Maybe the baggage of like, you know, I want to do the psych, I want to do the psych. Maybe being lazy or maybe not following through. Whatever this bag, these bags represent. But I'm telling you, 2023, this is it. Your biggest accomplishments are ahead of you. Your biggest moments are about to happen. But you're only going to be limited to the bags you keep carrying. And when it's all said and done, let's just be real about it. 
If we call ourselves Christians and we say we know who Jesus is, let this be the biggest year you sell yourself out to God. Let's just be the year that you say, I'm fully devoted to Christ. I'm following him. I'm going to take this year. I'm going to take the time. Look, can I be real about something? Just because I'm the pastor doesn't mean I have to say, okay, church, we're going on a fast. Can the Holy Spirit convict you to go on a fast? In your home? With your family? This is the year I'm going to lose weight. The, the gyms are packed come tomorrow. Come Monday. Yeah, tomorrow and Monday. Packed to the gills. But why can't you sustain this through the year? Because your temple's that valuable. You see what I'm saying? There's lots of stuff that we can all look deep inside and say the baggage that I hold and the stuff that causes excuses. 23, it's your year. 23 for Remnant Church, it's our year. I'm praying for transformation in this house. In a lot of areas. Getting things done. People, people faithfully giving and watching stuff transform watching whatever it takes to help the community, whatever it takes, however we do that. The last scripture. I'm going to read it. We're going to pray. And we're going to get to the back. 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the, the right paths of his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell. Don't let your heart be troubled. He prepares a place. I will dwell. How am I going to dwell? I'm going to choose to put the bags down. I'm going to dwell with him when I'm at work, when I'm dealing with crazy people, when I'm doing my thing. I'm still going to dwell. My mind's going to dwell. My heart's going to dwell. My thought, everything's going to dwell with him. Because he leads me. I love the very beginning. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Not one thing do I lack. Oh, I wish I, no, I lack nothing. Because what God has for me is for me. I lack nothing. And if you can't truly answer that to yourself, like, man, I really like, then you need to check yourself with God. If you feel like you're lacking something, then lay the baggage down. Pick him up. Say, I'll just take God. That's all I need. I just, me and God, we just, we buddies. We going. We're going to live free. We're going to live light. 2023, we're ready to rumble. Let's pray. God, we thank you. God, in the simplest things, you gave us life. We woke up today. We're here intentionally. Yeah, we're going to have fun and do some crazy stuff, but we're here in this moment. We dedicate our lives to you. God, I pray that everybody that raised their hand 
and said, you know what? I probably got some bags I need to get rid of. That before the clock hits midnight, before we count down and say zero, before we even say, God, happy new year, that they lay that baggage down and walk out of here without it, living light and free. God, I pray you touch every head in here. And anybody that's listened online or watched, God, I pray you touch this church and the family members and everybody attached to Remnant Church, God, that we choose this day to serve you. We choose this day to make you Lord of all. We lay it down at your feet. God, you died for it. We don't have to hold on to it. You died for it. We don't even have to do the math anymore. You did it all on the cross, so we give it to you, God. You already saw us, God, in this moment and knew we were going to come to this place tonight in this moment. God, the baggage we hold on to, forgive us for continuing to hold on to. We let it go. We let go the smallest bag that we think is the most personal and cherished bag that we have. We give that to you also. We want to just be a willing, open vessel that you can pour into and use. We love you. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Amen.